Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Hey Casey. What's going on, Megan? Guess what? What? We've got sunshine. I know. We sprung forward, so we're like living with light. I know. Which is awesome. Will you explain for all of our global listeners, in case they don't do the same thing, the springing forward, or even some parts of the country, I don't think, spring forward. daylight savings time? Yeah, explain it. I don't, it's, I don't know. (laughs) I just It's for the farmers. That's what I was always told. So, twice a year we change In the fall we fall back an hour. In the spring we go forward an hour. This is a bit. This was a big controversial thing, though. For do you remember? Well, that? now they're talking about getting rid of it. Because when I was growing up, trying we, to, we didn't have. I don't remember this happening. I don't remember. Anyway, this is I probably the most it. boring intro ever. Yeah. Hi. Well, you know, even when it's sunny and we have good weather, we still somehow end up talking about old people stuff. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everyone. If we need to edit that out, we will. Okay, so I'm just glad it's sunny, and I like your yellow T-shirt that you have on. That's very cool. Thanks. Reminds me of sunshine. It's my Ben Harper, my brother from another mother. Oh, yeah, Ben Harper. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> uh, episode 19, and yeah. everyone, just to catch you up to speed, Casey was put on probation um, from the news desk for a short period of time because of his fake news. Oh, I thought we already handled this. We talked about it, but I'm just recapping in case someone just like tuned in today for the first time. Because I do that all the time with podcasts, like start in the middle. So anyway, Casey, you're on probation. Mm -hmm. You're basically like at intern status with the news desk. Nothing else, just the news desk. Oh, okay. About to see this intern walk out then. (laughs) You're going to put me me like that. Get me a coffee. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, well, I think if today no one tells me after the show that this story you have for us today is fake news then i think you can it's have... not fake news because it's from npr okay there you go npr yeah real stuff real and from the news desk ripped from the headlines casey harper everybody yeah so there was this story on npr that this study from oh shoot what was it mit they were uh they're slightly you know talking about reputable how uh <laughs> So they did this study because they had a theory that all hipsters pretty much are the same. They're, the whole thing is, is like, you know how hipsters try not to fall in line with like stuff that's happening right, right now. Wanna, you know, they're they too cool for it. Basic. But just <laughs> out of that, they end up being all the same. Yes, so absolutely. they published their their findings and they had used this picture of a man and who 
He's dressed like a hipster. What and does that mean? Give us a visual on that for people. He's listening. got like a beard. He wears a beanie and flannel. Maybe some um, you know, glasses. Glasses. If he's. Oh got my god! It. Am I dating a no, hipster? No, I'm not a hipster. I'll I don't post have some a pictures. Beard. You guys decide. He anyway, does have a beard anyway, they posted this picture in their in their article, and it this guy was so convinced that it was him. Someone who had read the article and, and he saw the well, picture? his family had seen it or something, and they said that that they were using his image without his permission. So he wrote them this strongly worded letter. The people who did the study. Yeah, he wrote in the, the MIT people saying that he was going to take legal action for that against them for using his image without his permission. Right. And so they went back and they to where they'd got the photo and they did their research and it's not that guy. They it, checked didn't they have I I was reading some of it that they checked to make sure they actually had like a paper signed by the model. Yeah. Who did yeah. it? Yeah. So it, consent. So anyway, so it wasn't him. Basically this asshole hipster guy proved their point. Because he was upset because in the article he he even says, "Oh, I have a shirt that's similar to like that. I I have a beard, uh, you know." And they respond and they just tell him, you know, that that it's not you. And then he uh, was very apologetic in his response. It how wasn't did, as harsh. How do they convince him? Just telling him the facts, like we had a model sign paperwork, a consent. Here's the model's name. Like they just tell him the facts. Is that how they prove? Yeah, they quickly. Point? It says they quickly checked to see if the model in the photo signed a model release. They contacted Getty Images, found that the person who signed the model release was not the person who wrote the angry email. Okay. And then they got back in touch with the guy that wrote the angry email and told him that you thank you for proving our point. Basically. Okay. <laughs> so you know when I during my um, small child rearing coma where I missed things for almost eight years. I've been, you know, getting back in touch with tons of things that I've missed. And actually the term hipster is one that like I'd heard here and there, but I never really had time to pay attention to what that actually meant. And so here's what Urban Dictionary says, because that's really, I mean, you can quote MIT and CDC and... Yeah, the real people are Urban Dictionary. But for me, the actual facts come from Urban Dictionary. They say, hipsters are people that try too hard to be different and genuinely do think that they're being different by rejecting anything they deem to be too popular. Ironically, so many other people so many other people also try too hard to be different that they all wind up being the exact same. So hipsters aren't actually different at all. They're just people that are snobbier and more annoying about their taste in quote-unquote alternative things, which are all popular now thanks to the other hipsters. Right. Yeah, so that's just what you said. That's exactly what their study their, yes. that they did proved. Now, I don't know any hipsters like that. Like, I don't know. I don't really have people like that in my life, but I guess I see them around. Yeah. Have you run into any? Well, I get told I'm a hipster all the time, but I don't really feel that I fit into that. So No, because some of the stuff that is quote-unquote hipster trendy now, you've been wearing since like eighth grade. <laughs> Before yeah. it was cool Yeah, I was wearing, you know, slip-on shoes because... Uh, I didn't want to tie my shoes. I totally know how to tie shoes. I just, but I used to get made fun of for that. Like uh, the canvas slip-ons that you. Yeah, you uh, I got made fun of for my glasses, and now people that don't even need glasses wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. That wear frames with no lenses in them. Right, or lenses that are clear that you. That right. Don't have any that don't even don't need to help their eyes. Because it's um, cool to look smart. 
where yeah. you really just needed glasses. And well, I yeah, because I couldn't see. Right. Um. So. so yeah. Really not a hipster. I just thought it was hilarious because my friends and I we always joke about the hipster stuff and how it's like too cool. Like I'm too cool to like anything. I'm too cool. That's like so mainstream. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons we, my daughter's father and I, um, decided to stop sending our daughter to the Montessori school that we were sending her to um mm-hmm. it was a it was a good school um but i noticed that i didn't have a name for it but i noticed that it was a small school and it was people who were trying to be so different and accepting and outside of the box that they were all the same right that was unappealing like so, like, so in their attempt to be diverse and different and individuals they were all looking the same it, it just was it, it almost felt herd-ish cult-ish you know, yeah, it's cults. their own like right. little world. Yeah, and so I would rather go to like a big public school or something where you're gonna have my have my kids exposed to like all different people types of people and different thought processes and sure. looks and all that. But anyway, that's interesting. I like it. If I get a text that it's fake news, uh, if NPR is posting fake news <laughs> now, then I guess everything is fake news, then we're and all I'm out of I'm out of luck. Yeah. All right. So I have a new segment. I just thought of right before the show because you know i love coming up with segment titles oh yeah um i'm calling you it you can't you can't do the same thing it's too scary i know it is because i have add oh, yeah what's this you one know, i just realized i forgot to put my mental mom moment because you got all excited about this new segment my new segment and i forgot to put in my high five moment my high five moment is that i just came up with a new segment called let me high five myself. Woo! From the motherboard. Do you know what that means? I have no idea. Because I think that's like it's, a computer. Yeah, it's in reference to yeah that um, sci-fi kind of thing. I talked with two of my friends, and by that I, I texted one of them because we're so we're both we're all mental moms, so it's really hard mm-hmm. um, to actually talk sometimes. But they're in agreement with me about our um, topic today, and so and even if they weren't in agreement. That would be okay, too. But the motherboard is where I go to get other people's opinions about our topic. Get it, mental mom, motherboard. Get it? Is it coming together for you? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So I'm not saying that I'm always going to go to the same people, but I'm going to have, I have like... So you've talked to them prior to this? Prior, about okay. this topic. And it came to me that they are my motherboard. Okay. So for today, that's uh, Jaren and Kayla. Big shout out. So you're, you're forming a PTO. No, I'm like not that kind of mom. A, a parent teacher kind, no. of, kind of thing. Don't, no, yeah. I'm not that mom. I'm, I'm just not. I can't be. I'm not sure what the. All right, hipster mom. Stop it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Kayla, Jaren, and I all are mental moms, and we all have plastic rimmed glasses. Wow. But we're not hipsters. You share so much in common. We do. We share a ton more in common. Um, but I want to divulge their mental health issues without them being on the show, doing it themselves. But we are all mental moms. And we're all really fabulous, too, for the record. You know that. I concur. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is what we talked about. Overscheduling children. Children and activities. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about today. Overscheduling your your children? Yeah, and I think because I had our last episode, I had my mental mom moment 
was basically the whole show topic. Yeah. I've been feeling so much better. Don't you think I've Mm -hmm. been in a better place? So I'm just, I haven't really had like a mental mom moment since then, which is kind of nice. That's good. My car does smell weird again, but I'm not going to put you all through that. And I don't know what's causing it. So when I solve that mystery, I'll give you an update. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, this. I'm pretty passionate about this, but I really would love to hear from other people who don't agree or who have different opinions or who have the same opinion. I just want to hear from parents and I need to come up with something for motherboard, something that has to do with like fathers or males. Yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, I like mom opinions. It's called the mental mom show. Cause I happen to be a mom, right? But dad's rock and dad's they're up in there doing the parenting thing, schlepping yeah. kids around. We'll have to figure it out. Okay. So my five-year-old was falling asleep in the back seat of the car on the way to Girl Scouts, which starts at 6. Yeah, and she's probably been up since, what, like 5 a.m.? No. When she's at my house, because we have joint custody, so half the time with me, half the time with their dad, we get up at like... If we get up at 6, that's early. Yeah. Um, especially on nights before when we have activities. So anyway, I don't know how much of the way I feel. I didn't know how much of the way I felt was because I personally feel so overwhelmed so easily because of my ADD and anxiety flare ups, you know, so just keeping track of my own self, my daily routine is hard enough. So then throw two kids and their activities on top of it. Is that just a mental health thing or is that, because I know there's moms, I know there's people out there who do it and they just might be better at time management or or they could time. be feeling the same way you do but they just do it yeah that's true that is definitely a possibility so i've decided to talk about it even though i very much know that it could be i could blame myself and say well you just don't have your shit together and you're just not organized enough and but no i really i, I really need to talk about this so what i do is i research to kind of see like what other people are saying about this insecurity that I'm having. And it turns out that there are actually a lot of people who agree with me, experts who agree with me. Um, so I found some interesting articles. You were perusing them also. Jaren sent me one of them from the motherboard. Okay, so WebMD article. I'm going to post these on our Facebook page, The Mental Mom Show. So doctors and child development researchers were saying in this article, if children are beginning structured activities before first grade, or they're involved in too many structured activities, it can cause burnout and boredom by like age 13. Okay, I can see that. So they like grow up going from one structured activity to another and they just expect to be entertained and occupied. So they don't learn that skill. Because it's always set up for them. School's structured, you always know what's coming next. If you're in after school activities, you always know what's coming next. Right, they don't learn how to entertain themselves. Is that, like they don't right. ever have alone time with themselves. Right, right. So they, this doctor says they've never learned to use their inner resources to keep themselves busy. Their parents often put them in these activities so they'll have fun and friends to play with. But it's good for growing children to sometimes be alone, so they can work out things for themselves. So last night at softball, my eight-year-old. Which is completely appropriate for her to be in softball. She's She loves it. This is like her third or fourth year doing it. I think she, I mean, according to the research I did today, she started maybe a little too early. Um, but she's very self-motivated when it comes to softball. Like, we don't have to 
right tell her to get her stuff she's like excited so my five-year-old is entertaining herself while i'm watching practice and she's just in the this big area of grass and gravel and she's got two stuffed animals and a scooter and i mean for 45 minutes straight she's talking to herself she's climbing a tree she's just playing i mean it was the coolest thing to watch and I think that's important. And from what I'm reading, yeah, it is important because they need to use their imagination. And then when we were done, she said, Mom, I use my imagination a ton. And it was cool. That's funny. So it really fit in perfectly with this whole debate I've been having in my head. What do you think? What's your opinion on like kids well, being overscheduled or activities? Yeah. I, when I grew up, I knew, like, in the spring I'd play baseball. In the fall I'd play basketball. What that, age did you start, though? With baseball, I think I was six, five or – no, I, I've, I think I was six. Six – I don't know. I, I was when I started I didn't. I didn't do t, I didn't do t-ball. I went into straight into coach pitch, which was, like, six or seven. Uh, First grade? Yeah. Okay. Some, somewhere around there. Um which is what they're recommending. So, uh, yeah, I, and I didn't, I, I asked, I think at first to play baseball cause I was really into baseball. Um, and that's why I, they signed me up for baseball and then you had to initiate it though. I think so. Um, but my parents always wanted me to try stuff out. That's the only reason I started playing basketball. I didn't, I think I had asked for like a basketball goal but I didn't really ask to play on a team Mm -hmm. necessarily. And then one day I just remember my mom or my dad saying, would you be interested in one in playing like little league basketball? And I said, okay, because it was during the fall when I wasn't doing any other activities because I didn't, I wasn't in like boy Scouts or anything like that. So I had my fall sport and my spring sport through the summer and, uh, and I did swimming like every summer we had swimming lessons. Uh, that way we were at least around a pool because you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, it's I, like a life skill, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, survival. Yeah. Knowing yeah. how to swim. No, I think that's really And then cool. it got a little more advanced. Like as the older I got, you learn different But you weren't on like stuff. a competitive swim team. No, I didn't want to swim like that. I didn't, I just wanted to, my mom wanted to make sure we just knew how not to yeah. drown, uh, well, and like the strokes and learning the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it was that way because my parents didn't want us to get burned out and they wanted um, to have time with us. I mean, they wanted us to get involved in something, but then at the same time have time just playing in the neighborhood or just doing stuff around the house or if, opportunities for vacations or something like that you know um we weren't overly committed to all of this stuff and i think some of it is parents are afraid to spend quality time with their children they don't know how because kids ask tough questions and some parents get stressed by that stressed out or they don't know how to answer so they're they're like oh the best solution is just keep them busy so they're not going to ask me things and maybe they're afraid of that like um one-on-one time. yeah you don't want the one-on-one time and so i think that's 
that's a part of it. Um, Some parents don't know better. They think they're really helping their kids. They think they're doing the over. The, they don't feel like they're overscheduling. Yeah, I get that. They think they're helping their kids On get into some Harvard. of them. But to me, though, it's are you really that concerned about having your kids, or is it more of you having a social status and you're using your kid? What do you Be, mean by a social status? Like, like oh, oh Johnny's. You know, we just he's got. Uh, Baseball practice, tennis practice, soccer practice. Violin. Yeah, and then he study, studies violin, and then he uh, is learning languages. Right. You know, has all this extracurricular, like, school stuff, too. It's like a way to show that you're a good parent yeah, to, the, like, to the world. Yeah, and so I think it's kind of parading their child around in some instances. Um, well, and also there's that I'm such a good parent because... Yeah, they can do so much. Right. And then those kids, you know, eventually they snap and they Rebel. either have a m- mental breakdown yeah. or they don't know how the pressures are so high on them. Kind of like the parents are living through the kid yeah. in a way. I mean, I I like to reference movies. Man, this wine is getting to me. <laughs> um, like and that's you, the good kind. You've seen Dead Poet Society. Oh, yeah, that I mean, movie. You see what happened to... He was never enough. Yeah. Never And he was getting enough. straight A's mm-hmm. and all that, you know. So that it can turn into that. Uh, can I stop you for one second? Sure. Because um, that leads into what this doctor said later in this WebMD article. This quote I pulled out. Often this overscheduling of structured activities is more the result of parental anxiety than for the needs of the child. Parents feel that... Because they're working or busy with their own hectic schedules, they need to keep their children occupied. But children don't have the need to be in an organized activity before the age of six or seven. Any earlier than that is really not age appropriate. Well, there you go. I knew all this stuff already. I know. I'm not even a doctor. Casey, are you a doctor or a child development specialist? I freaking should be. I just didn't go to school for it because it was too expensive. Oh, here's one of the quotes about... Um, parents are sending a message that their kids are in constant need of self-improvement, that they need to always learn new skills, and that can undermine the child's self-esteem. Yeah. It's never enough. It's just like you're never enough. And it's, I mean, character building and all of that is good. Like my daughter's softball experience yeah, learning, has been very learning good. learning to play on a team or, you know, work in a, a group. Uh, yeah, that's all great skills. But, but my five-year-old, or maybe she was four at the time, Soccer. Yeah, that's was just ridiculous. letting little people run around on a field, and and you're paying for it when you could just let them run around in a field for free by taking them to a park and spending time with them. Yeah, and they don't know how to put their gear on. They don't know no. what gear they need. They have an attention span of like a goldfish. <laughs> so so trying is... to get them to kick a ball in one direction is very difficult. Well, listen to this because this coach was quoted for this same article. I'm a soccer coach, and I see games with four- and five-year-olds on the field. There are two kids on the side picking dandelions, another kid milling milling about, three kids running up and down, and one kid who is really good but kicking the ball at the wrong goal. And all the while, the parents are on the sidelines yelling at them. He says, you call it cheering. I call it pressure. He said, I have had to pull parents off the field because they're acting as though their kids are in the World Series, not a children's game. They're so sure that coaching them on better ball control – is a sure ticket to Harvard. They give their children Japanese lessons when no one at home speaks Japanese and have them learn the flute so they'll be more cultured. 
I do understand though, because I did this project in in uh, school. It's called like the Learning Stars or something like that. It was a it was like a little school where they would teach kids like little children how how to speak another language mm -hmm. because during that developmental stage yeah. it's easier to absorb. Yeah. So I get that mm -hmm. and that would be, you know, one of the activity like That could be an activity. Yeah, just make that one of the things um because it's stuff they do it by learning through song and like all that kind of stuff oh, too. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, cuz they're already learning English yeah. as their their first language so they can just pick yeah. up on. Yeah. But the interesting thing was they did have classes there where it was parent and child. So the parent was learning while the child was learning. Yeah, that's they cool. were in the same so you could practice at home, you know. And then interact with each other. Yeah. That makes sense. And then that's more of a together kind yeah, of Yeah, that's a bonding thing. So I get the that would be the time to really if you want your child to learn a language. Right. Definitely do it together. Earlier on. Yeah. But that it, it all goes back to what they were saying. It's it's always like an added pressure whether you think you're doing it or not. And your your kids will tell you too, you know, they get burned out. I mean, how many times have yours said to you every you know, are can we just not Same. do anything this weekend. Yeah. You know, I mean all the time and it's not because they're being lazy. Um, it's because they're tired. They're tired from an after school program. And then, you know, the schools have activities like tonight's the family book fair event at school. So it's also could have fallen on a girl scouts night. I mean, so even though the experts, what I read was, um, don't over schedule and the rule of thumb from this one, psychologist and I saw this in a couple articles no more than three activities one sport one social activity like scouts and one artistic endeavor like music or art class and they should only go for an hour or so each week it's really inappropriate for elementary school children to go to daily practices so even with that that's too much for me because if I have two kids and they're each in three hours of activity right. a week Plus, you have homework starting in kindergarten, reading time, and maybe I want to see my kids. Maybe I want to like sit down and look at them and have dinner with them. And then they're supposed to be in bed by 8.30 so they can get their 12 hours of sleep, right. 10, 12 hours of sleep. That, so for me, that even three. Yeah. When, when do they get to be a kid Yeah. during all of that is my question. So two kids and three activities for me each. I think that's too much for me. I get more stressed. I, I, I also, my eight-year-old is doing much better with keeping track of her stuff. But it used to be, if you start them too early in sports, they can't keep track of their sports gear. Yeah. Their, their um, shin guards, their cleats, their uniform shirt that has to be clean, their face mask, their, and that's, yeah, I mean, so... Now, at eight years old, she's able to do that. But before that, that's just extra work on the parents. And for what? Like, sometimes they, the kids aren't even that into the activity. Right. That's the other thing. It's, why are you going to start dumping all this money? Because normally, how, well, I could be totally wrong, but I found out I liked baseball because my dad played baseball 
Like you play catch and stuff. Well, I mean, I was wouldn't even call it catch because I wasn't old enough. I mean, we would be in the backyard with throwing a ball, a plastic bat and a ball, you know, and learning how to do it. And I think doing that stuff and then seeing finding out what your kid has interest in instead of just all just going ahead and signing them up right because some parents will just sign their kid up for soccer and they've never kicked the ball and they're just like yeah you'll go you'll like soccer and it's like well have you seen them kind of play around have you played soccer with them that's why I never played soccer my dad didn't like soccer (laughs) so I wasn't gonna get that from him you know and they weren't gonna sign me up for something that I've never shown an interest in right you know so why don't you spend that time with your kid, find out if they do have that interest before you go drop a hundred dollars or I'm sure it's even more than that now. Oh, total cost. Yeah. Especially with all the stuff you have to pay for Mm -hmm. uh, the equipment. So for me, I mean, I'm kind of cheap when it comes to that stuff. That's what I would do. I wouldn't just be like, I'm going to spend $250 to see if you might like this. Or you might not, and then I'm out. Like, because then, then what do you do if they don't like it? And you've already paid this hundreds of dollars, and then you're gonna, it's gonna turn into this struggle now because I'm gonna make you go because right. we've paid money, and you're gonna hate me for it because you don't like this activity. But now we're invested, and now we're both miserable. Right. So like that just sounds awful. Why? What is not spending quality time with your kid? that is it worth it like does for that those, yeah you mean for those parents who yeah who it is having are. that headache of who, who potential fighting yeah because you don't know how to spend quality time with your your child where they may ask you a tough question and you just don't know how to answer do you think too that it's we're so like we're so used to being on our email on our phone on social media um connected that it's hard to disconnect from that stuff and really like look at our kids or look at people and just like interact oh i'm sure that has a lot to do with it given the world that we live in now i mean the people having babies now never grew up in a world where the internet didn't exist unlike you or i i mean we were on the back end of pre-internet you know, like our moms may have had the TV on in the background, but it, that's a lot different than phone in your face and, and parents never be right. able to stop working and like they're just connected all the time. Yeah, I and I see it too sometimes with in my family. Um, can I have the tablet? Let me have the tablet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess I mean a similar thing maybe would be we wanted to play video games, yeah. but now I mean those are still a thing. And then there's tablets, and but we would get an hour mm-hmm. video game time tops. And then you, if the sun was out, you better bet your ass that we were going to have to be outside for some amount of time doing something, well, even if it was just standing out there. And we had chores. Like we had to actually like do things around the house, um, growing up. And if you didn't do that stuff, I can't yeah. tell you how many times my dad would just be like, no more TV. And, <laughs> Everyone's grabbed from the TV because we weren't doing our stuff. Yeah. And I used to be so upset about it, but it's like if your homework's not done, you're not getting decent grades, and you're not helping around the house. Yeah. Why do you have, why do you get these privileges? Why would you get these? And nowadays, I don't think they're privileges. In some families, I don't think they're privileges. 
So right, that, because it's a common thing it's now. It's just, oh, that tablet. Yeah. And I always tell my girls, no, that's my iPad. You can use it. Right. Just recently, I quote-unquote gave my five-year-old my very, very, very old iPad. And she thinks that is the coolest thing. She still has to ask to use it. She still has limited time. But she thinks it's very cool that she gets to call it hers. And that's after quite some time. And she had to earn that. Um, it's not... It's not just her iPad, you know, that entitlement thing. So um, on that note, the other side, flip side of what I was reading, some other articles, having downtime is really, really important. Okay, the experts are agreeing on this. The kids need downtime. Don't overschedule them. But that doesn't mean that downtime is on a computer, in front of the TV, on the video game, right? on the iPad. We it's... do. We do use – I mean, we – I let my girls have screen time, but right. I get that it monitored screen time, or mm-hmm. you know, you you put a limit on it. Yeah, You've or got... I say you have to forever, however long you're on the iPad, that's how long you have to read. Mm-hmm. Which usually isn't an issue because both of my girls love to read. Um, but for us, it's like I if if they're t- in our house, my girls and I, if they're too overscheduled. I don't feel good. I don't feel like I'm getting enough time with them because it's not quality time. Like driving, being in a rush, driving to the next thing, having a coach take over and you're on the sidelines. I mean, yeah, you're being supportive and you're there for your kid, but that's not the same as sitting down. And like we um, draw, we love to draw, talk about school, things that are going on. We color, uh, we paint nails read books together and we watch cooking shows together. My girls and I, these are like our favorite things. Um, they love it. I love it. It's how I know what's going on in their worlds. And I think it's so important for kids to know that we will stop and we will listen and connect. Do I do that for hours with them? No, (laughs) I need them to like entertain themselves and learn that skill too. Right. But if people think that, that you're some A-plus parent because you have your kids involved in all these activities. Really, you could be just causing a lot more stress for yourself and for the kids. I would say that's more of what's going to happen in my personal opinion. I mean, physical activity is important, but what about riding a bike in the neighborhood? Or what about going to the park? Or, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be structured physical activity. Yeah, just making them go outside. making them figure out how to entertain themselves. That's what we had to do when I was growing up. Like I said, if it was reasonable, even if it was reasonably nice outside, like you're going to be outside and hopefully, you know, the neighbor across the street or next door is able to come outside. Then you have somebody to play with. If not, then, you know, if you have a sibling, you know, I had a younger brother that, we have to figure out how to do something together yeah. or, or draw or, or he'll, you know, go do his thing on one side of the yard and I'll be on the other side of the yard figuring out what to do. But it's, you had to fig you, you would figure something out, right? you know, and yeah, maybe you get in a little trouble cause you're trying some stuff out, mm-hmm. you know? And, but that's part of being a kid. That's part of, 
learning. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know it's not the 1960s where kids can just go outside and play in the back, like in the neighborhood and be, come back at dark. I know that yeah, we can't I, do that anymore. We weren't ever, I mean, we had to stay, we, we had boundaries because my parents, they didn't want to have to like come out <laughs> of the front door, you know? So if you're standing in the front door and you could see down so far one direction, you could see down this or the other direction and that's where the line of sights were. Right. You were able to stay in there. And if you went any further, then you got in trouble and then you got grounded. Mm-hmm. So learn that. So like, I, I just think that's part of the problem too with kids being more anxious, it seems like, and overwhelmed is that they're being forced to do a lot of stuff. They're not learning how to entertain themselves and they don't have anybody to talk to sometimes because their parents don't, you know, that's who you're going to go talk to first if you have questions. If they trust you and if they are comfortable and safe around you. So it's just kind of snowballs, I think, in some cases. And then... And especially that part about never being good enough. Um, You're always being coached. Yeah. It's like, am I ever good enough? Am I ever doing it well enough? Am I ever doing enough? Um, Yeah, you see that all the time. Like, these kids that are forced into playing a sport at a very young age, and then they... then they're like basically forced to stay with it all the way up through high school, you know, or they get to that point and they could be amazing. You know, they could be top five recruit in the nation and their parent picks out the one thing that they did wrong during that game. And it's never a good job. It's never, you know, it's like, Oh, you, you could have done this better. And then they're not playing for themselves. They're playing for their, their parent or that adult, you know, and yeah. they're not appreciating anything and they just themselves. feel, they hate the game. They start hating themselves because they can't, they feel like they can't do anything right. And the one person that they want to make proud is like their dad yeah. or their mom, you know, and I don't, it just, I don't know. It's, perpetuates. it's, a, it's a dumb, dumb thing. Just don't sign up your kids for everything. Just yeah. let them be a kid. Well, and I don't understand how, like these seven o'clock practices, 7 p.m. on a school night. I mean, uh, to me, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Because then you don't get home till after 8, and kids need to be in bed by 8.30 when they're in elementary school and younger. Yeah. Maybe 9. Like, sometimes it's 9 at our house if it's... And like you said, homework and all of that. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to pose this question. I'll put it on our Facebook page, too, but I want people's opinion. My rule, is it too harsh? My 8-year-old. I will not take you to practice or to a game if you don't have all of your gear in your bag and your uniform, your cleats, your socks, the whole nine yards. I don't think that's harsh. I had to do that. I didn't even have a bag I think it's, when I was that old. I had my mitt and my cleats, and I didn't get a bat until... I was probably like 12. Well, so that's was... the thing. Nowadays, you, you have to like you have to have your own face mask. You have to have your own helmet. You have to have your own bat. Um, your, obviously, cleats. There's gear. Like the coaches don't have like Mm-mm. the team bat that no, everybody could use. See? They might have some extras like just in case. But no, you're expected to have like your own 
They, really? Yeah. Yes. They, they well, like put that on paper. Yes. And you have to sign that and agree to ha- like you're gonna have to have your own bat. It's expected. Yeah, they went over last night. They went over um, the face mask that you need and the helmet and you know who's got it going on. The Australian football players. That has nothing to do with what we're talking yes, about. Yes, it does. No, it they doesn't. don't have any gear. All they wear are their tennis shoes. They have cleats and, yeah, their okay, uniform. Cleats. Yeah. But that's it. They don't have, like, shin guards and helmets and all that shenanigans. Then again, that's dumb because, like, softball, you need to protect yourself. Yeah. So. You can edit that out if you want. No, it's in there now. <laughs> So um, that's my question. Is that too harsh? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not – the sport isn't isn't for my enjoyment. I mean, I love watching my daughter, but you, if you want to do this, you better show me. Yeah, it's called accountability. Accountability. And a lot of people don't have that anymore. Just think everything should be handed to them. Yes. So this is funny, a funny moment. Um and then we can wrap up, but I don't know what it's like for guys, but for women, especially for moms, like I can tell when I meet a mom, that's like, I'm totally, that we're on the same page. And it was really cool. Cause last night at softball, I met a mom. We have some like really nice people on our team. I love them. But this one mom, I just knew like, I'm hoping that we we're going to be friends because she was hilarious. First of all, she showed up wearing red pointy toed flats to the baseball diamond, which is something I would totally do. <laughs> All right. Because you're busy. It's after work. You don't have time to change. Um, she was funny. And then I, of course, had to make an inappropriate R. Kelly joke because that's been on my brain lately. And the coaches are so cool. They had all the girls. Um, every girl, the parents were supposed to tell the coaches what their daughter's um, favorite like inspirational song is okay and so they're playing the music during practice it was really cool and i was like oh good thing nobody uh nobody used an r kelly song you know (laughs) like i had to you know i just had to and she laughed like hard and i was like i love you (laughs) she's gonna be on the motherboard soon (laughs) she's definitely gonna be on the motherboard i'm recruiting casey have we tonight solved all of the parenting dilemmas and problems. No. With I wish. child rearing. I wish. Mental health. But that's an unsolvable societal trends. Have we have we grasped all of them that we need to? No. Will we ever? I don't know. There's always something new coming up. But you know what's cool about that? What? It will always give us good material. Yeah. Hey, as long as they're Can you tell everybody about our exciting news about how many downloads oh yeah we have over 500 total downloads since we started so that's pretty awesome and like i'm sure that like there are other podcasts are like oh that's cute we have five million but Wait, for- you don't just come out of the gate with five million so you could suck <laughs> it so Plus, somebody wants that. to say that that's just my inner critic talking i'm sorry yeah why Shh, don't downplay our success i just told her to be quiet my yeah, inner critic hush yeah tell her to be quiet but anyway, I'm so pumped about it, and somebody in somebody downloaded on a part of the in a part of the world. Somebody uh, in like Dubai. Dubai. We had a download there. So what's up? 
Dubai. Um, and that that was really cool. And so now we have France. I can't even count them. We have so much Canada. There, yeah. There's a loyal listener in Spain. So Yay, thank you. our Spain person. Uh, Hello. We don't know who you thank are, but you for listening. it's greatly appreciated. They've been like from the beginning kind of the yeah. same. We really appreciate that. So, um, and with that being said, um, we are now on Spotify and Stitcher. Stitcher. After all of your bitching. Oh, I know. But uh, I, love I like how Stitcher sets up their th- I don't know. I like Stitcher. Yeah. So. Thank you, Casey Harper, for doing Spotify, that. Spotify, Stitcher are now on the list Mm -hmm. so um please is there anywhere we are not i'm sure i don't think so. i I don't know i don't know so anyway you can find us on podbean google play apple podcast and spotify and stitcher and Castbox. that's so cool and if you can't listen on at least one of those (laughs) then i i don't know what to do for you so Sorry, Thank you for listening, comment. downloading, liking, sharing. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And, and you know we want to hear over the. It's been awesome. I, I'm running out of things to say. So it's been really fun. Um, again, if you have anything that. Should we get a phone number so people can call no, us? No, we're not doing the phone because that's one more thing I'd have to do. <laughs> I'm already doing too much. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, if you have anything that you would like to comment on or about the show or you have suggestions or you want to give your opinion please email us at the mental mom show at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook at the mental mom show that's it that is it until next time and we are out bye y'all everybody says that you're moving again i want to be right